Hi, I'm Patty. I'm Kim Michelle. And I'm Jill. Welcome to our podcast. It's a great day to talk. Because honestly, what day isn't a great day to talk? So join us in our conversation. A Great Day to Talk is brought to you by St. George Design. Offering complete website design, social media management, search engine optimization, Google and Facebook ad management, and many other digital and print marketing services. StGeorgeDesign.com And by Richardson Brothers Custom Homes, third-generation builders who have been building custom homes in southern Utah for over 25 years. They will take your dream home from concept to completion. Contact RichardsonBrothers.com everyone. Welcome to A Great Day to Talk. I'm Kim Michelle and I'm here with my very good friends, Miss Jill Burkett. Hello. Hello. Mm -hmm. And our very special friend and a birthday girl. Uh It's your birthday. It's your birthday. That's all I know. And uh, is there any other birthday song? I only know like the first little line of I'm sure there's a million. Happy, happy birthday. Mr. President. Yeah. Come on. It's not Mr. President. Yeah. This is Richard son. Happy birthday to you. Nice harmony, Jill. I tried to, but my Mm -hmm. listen to my puberty voice. I know. It is awful. I can't harmonize. If that doesn't get more viewers on here, well, I just... Nothing I think will. I know why. They say it's your birthday. It's my birthday too, yeah. Na, 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 na. Okay, that's wait, all one. we know of that too. Oh, here's one. Um, let's see. Wait, wait, wait. I had it. Uh, I had Jill, it. that was bad lead in. Okay, wait. It was uh, there and then it was gone. That's what happy, happens. Happy birthday, Patty, dear. Happy, happy days will come to me all year. If I had one wish and it would be a happy, happy birthday to you from me. We're just going to do this all hour. So, no, we're not. All we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We so, all of you who are like, oh my goodness. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. Hang in there. Stay. Stay, stay, stay. Yeah. Because. <laughs> Um, that not only will like it will only be, go I know. Here. No, that yeah. was fabulous. <laughs> that was fabulous, and the party's just beginning. The but just beginning. Um, not only am I here with these two lovely friends, I am so excited that we have a special guest on today. And uh, not only is she an amazing friend and an amazing colleague. She's going to bring so much to this conversation today. I feel so blessed to have her uh, on the call. I told my girlfriends right from the day we started talking about this, I know someone I want to bring onto the mm-hmm. podcast because I know she's just going to bring so much information and her energy. When you have the opportunity to experience her, you'll know exactly why I was like, oh, she is one of us and she is going to be here. So um, I'm thrilled to bring all the way from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. She's not in the room with us, but she knows. Oh, she probably all... knows the Hookie Lao song. Oh, I'm sure she. That's right. Oh, see, look at her. Oh. oh. Dang it. But all the way from Hawaii, Miss, uh, well, she's married, Mrs., but I always reference her as Miss Joan, but uh, Joan Young. 
and uh, she is an expert, trained expert in uh, forgiveness and forgiveness work and using that holistically to heal body, mind, soul, spiritual self, however you define that, to have overall holistic healing of the self. And so I'm going to turn the time over to her and let her kind of introduce herself because she'll do it so much better than me because I'll just say, here's my friend. <laughs> that's, to me, that's, that's, yep. that's, that's enough. <laughs> um, and she'll, but she's, uh, I mean, she's so much deserving of, of uh, the better, a better introduction than what I gave her here. But she's amazing. Thank you, Joan, for honoring us by being here on our podcast and sharing your wealth of knowledge and just your spirit and your energy with us and your story. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so happy and thrilled to have Joan with us. So, Miss Joan Young. Yay! Hello, Hello. Hey, ladies, thank you so much for having me. And that was the best intro ever. I'm just going to record that and play that. <laughs> there you like, go. <laughs> and hope I can live up to all of that. Oh, done already. Absolutely. So, Beautiful. I've had a friendship with Kim Michelle forever. She's one of my mentors. I've been in book clubs with these ladies as well. So when they asked me, I was like, not only yes, like, yes, yes, please sign me up. So um, let me just tell you a little bit about what I do. So I am a mindful forgiveness facilitator as well as a body worker. I also do Reiki. So if that gives you an idea where I come from when it comes to this. For me, the big aha around forgiveness is I always thought that I could forgive people just by going, I forgive you and put it in a box and be done. So when people are like, oh, let's talk forgiveness, I was like, oh, I forgive people. Well, the funny thing for me is it was real easy for me to forgive other people. And I'm putting that in quotes because what I was doing was not forgiving other people. It was just putting in a box and shoving it down and worrying about it later. Mm -hmm. But what I wasn't great and what I still am working on is forgiving myself for whatever it is, whether it be forgiving myself or being mad at somebody else for hurting my feelings. Right. I mean, well, how many yeah. of us have been there where it's yeah. like, you know what? I can't believe I was such a bad person for being mad at that person for doing me wrong. Mm. Not I was mad at them for doing me wrong, but this journey I realized is a lot of my stuff and why I still was what I call anchored to the past on stories I thought were no longer bothering me is because I hadn't forgiven myself for getting into those situations, choosing those people as friends, whatever it was, or how I reacted. I have a big personality. I tend mm -hmm. to speak really from the heart. I would tell you I speak honest and I'll tell you the truth. Don't ask me questions you don't want answers <laughs> to. Well, sometimes that comes off a little harsh and aggressive. And so I spend a lot of times, you know, people might be like, oh, she's so rough. Believe me, I've beat myself up for that already. And that's what I would do is, oh, wow, I could have done that better or I could have done that clearer. Um, and the biggest journey that really made me go, aha, is my weight release journey. I have spent, man, probably 20 years of my life dealing with being overweight. Um, and it's funny because I've had friends from high school send me pictures of who I thought was overweight and way overweight back mm -hmm. then. And I was this bony little girl. But I have this story that I've been overweight my whole life and the whole journey. And you may look at me now and be like, wait, hello, you're definitely not overweight. Um, technically, my BMI is still overweight. And that's not what I'm talking about. Um, 
I two years ago, I started my weight release journey for probably the hundredth time. And I had gotten on the scale and was 312. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I was probably more than that. But I took that number and ran with it because I didn't want to see anything <laughs> over 312. Yeah. And it wasn't the first time I've released weight. I've released 70 pounds, gained it back plus. I've released 50 pounds, gained it back plus. And I never really got back to where I was that I thought I wanted to be, right? And I always had this foresight of, this is the number I'm gonna be, and if I'm not at that number, that I'm not good enough. Right. Right, so even when I did get down to those weights that were, I looked great, I mean, I was ran a marathon, well, walk ran a marathon, but see, even Cats. that, how I toned oh, mm -hmm. that down. Doesn't matter if I crawled the marathon, I still did it, right? Exactly, right. Mm -hmm. yes. And I still wasn't enough. For me, it wasn't enough, I hadn't lost enough weight. So back in that time frame, I gained back about 10 pounds and stopped hanging out with my friends who were my gym friends because, oh my gosh, if they saw that I gained 10 pounds, and let's just be real, nobody even notices 10 pounds but us, right. but they wouldn't want to hang out with me because I'm not fit, all of this stuff. And then that 10 pounds gained, right? Because now mm -hmm. I'm embarrassed to go back to the gym, so I'm not going back to the gym. I'm telling you this story because the biggest part here is I never forgave myself for that weight gain. I swore to myself then that I would never gain the weight, mm -hmm. gain the weight back. And I gained it back. And it's because you can nutrition and you can work out as much as you want, but if I never dealt with the reason why I was using food, to numb all that stuff that I hadn't dealt with, that I was just closing the box and saying I had dealt with it and just shoving it down. That's what was getting me back to gaining the weight. As soon as something negative happened, as soon as I felt that I didn't belong, because for me, that underlying value for me is the need to belong at all costs necessary. And a lot of the times that cost was me, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I would do whatever somebody else wanted so that I could fit in. And in the meantime, I was having to really soften my edges, put myself in a box to fit into what they needed to me to be, right? But that need to belong. Yeah. And so forgiveness, I took a class two years ago, and I took the mindful forgiveness class. And then right after that, I took a class called Letting Shit Go, which, <laughs> first of all, I saw the name, the title of it, and I was like, yes, sign me up. That uh -huh. looks like a class that I can be a part of. I like and that. it's taught by Judith Jensen, who's great. And I'll post up all that information later. Um, and she started with working through self-forgiveness. And I was like, self-forgiveness? What do you mean self-forgiveness? I'm like, I thought this was gonna be about forgiveness. I could do forgiveness all day long, but self-forgiveness I couldn't deal with. I didn't, I didn't even, couldn't even begin to pick the topics apart with what I needed to forgive for, mm, right? Yeah. I didn't even realize that I was holding on to that story of that girl who gained 10 pounds and how ashamed I was of gaining that 10 pounds mm -hmm. that then became 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. Well, yes, that number went up quite a bit. And the fact was, is I was beating myself up for that being that overweight person. And that story goes back. Every time I clean one story, I go, oh, yeah, I remember that day. And this is a non-self-forgiveness, but my mom, I was in this cute outfit. I'd lost all this weight, felt amazing. My mom said, now we just need to work on that stomach. Mm. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, wow, I must really have body dysmorphia and think I look better than I am. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I started eating because food for me is how I numbed it. Right. So it's these packaging, all of the stuff away. And it's learning to forgive for myself, even when the mom issue it has nothing to do with my mom. 
it's being able to forgive her so that I can move on. Because mm-hmm. most of the time, most of our stuff, now have you, we have big things that other people know they were involved, but those people have moved on with their lives. So here we are holding on, here I am holding on to these stories that I'm carrying around in a backpack to tell you all about me because look at my story. Here's all my stories because they've defined me. Mm-hmm. And I'm never really touching them and getting into them and talking in about like, okay, what is it about this that hurt me? Why did gaining 10 pounds hurt me? And when I've gone through the steps, I can go, wow, here's my story. But what really hurt was, it's not about the ten- gaining 10 pounds. It's feeling like maybe I won't belong anymore. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And not only mm-hmm. did I let my friends down, but I really let myself down because I swore to myself that I was never going to gain the weight again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what's different this time. So I've released 135 pounds. Wow. Oh my goodness. Um, that's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank amazing. you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's a process. It's been a process. Um, um, I've done different things to do it. But the biggest thing for me was getting in touch with why it is that I'm using food. What about food? Am I numbing? And what is my relationship with food? And even the forgiveness there. Because what would happen is... How many of us will say, "I'm tomorrow. I'm only going to eat salad. I'm cutting sugar out." And then when I eat sugar, <laughs> how? Yeah. What time is it? You make, yourself, <laughs> you make yourself bad and wrong because mm-hmm. you ate sugar, mm-hmm. and then we spend the day in the cycle of beating myself yeah. up for that versus just going, "Wow, okay, I had sugar. It wasn't my plan." Mm-hmm. Cleaning that off and acknowledging the emotion attached. Right. We don't do that. I mean, how often I know some of you guys are teachers and and definitely parents who ask the question, like, how are you feeling? And usually hear happy, sad, okay, angry, right? Even me, like trying to find emotions, my go to was good, fine. Mm -hmm. Maybe you'd get a good out, you know, good out of me, maybe a great, but I really didn't acknowledge the actual emotion. Wow, today I feel sad or I'm feeling a little overwhelmed or whatever it is that the emotion is honoring that emotion and not just going, okay, I'm going to start over and move forward. Sorry. Why do I always do that? <laughs> I, Patty doesn't get to have her phone. Uh, it's a good I, thing. It's Patty's birthday. <laughs> well, no, I, <laughs> it's your birthday. she's just trying to find the, I wanted to see the comments, yeah, uh, so the we Facebook find comments so we could see. Yeah. And yeah. okay. I just Sorry. need to figure out how to do it without the sound. No worries. Sean's okay, there we go. There we go. Um, sorry about that, John. Sorry. John, that was a really oh, good be. point. That was. Yeah, really good point. And I think the thing about all of those stories in our backpack, right, about, about look, here, here's who I am. I can pull out any of these stories, and they'll tell you exactly why you're seeing the person that's exactly in front of you. And I mm-hmm. think the scariest thing is, is if I... If I dismantle all the stories in my backpack, then who am I? Yeah. So even if the stories don't serve us, and even if they're painful stories, they're what we know. So if Mm -hmm. I give them all up, then what's left of who I am? And that can be a really terrifying place to be. Let me Mm -hmm. ask a question, too. I mean, we get comfortable with the stories in our backpack. Mm -hmm. I think it's really hard. Like you said, letting those things go, um, you're, you're alone. And who are you? People, I think, well, I'm speaking for myself. I mean, I'd rather know who I am and have that story 
because it's easy to refer to. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like, it's more than just a name in a backpack. Does that make any oh, sense? Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing. This isn't a magic eraser that takes that story away from who you are. It just, for me, it erases the attachment I have to that story. Right, exactly. Yeah, because to it's me, that story is still. It's that story, right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes it's a really scary, like, you know me as the person who's been overweight. That, for me, like, how many of my friends, like, know me as the overweight friend? Mm-hmm. And what what's going to happen when I lose weight? Mm-hmm. Will I still belong to those people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the new people who don't know me as an overweight person, I don't even know how to deal with them. Like, I'm talking <laughs> to them about being overweight, and I totally can understand. And they're looking at me like, how do you know what this, this is? This girl has no clue yeah. what it's like to be overweight. Uh-huh. I'm, yeah. I'm like, here's a picture, which, you know what I mean? But that's that that tie to the story, the emotional. Do any of you keep your stories around as self-deprecating humor? Oh, my gosh. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Two hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I and could I pop one tell. off right now. I so. could too. And I'm <laughs> wondering <me>. how useful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're much better. You're so much healthier than all of us. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering what the use is. Like, why do we keep those stories around to, you know, have a funny story, but in, but we're still self-deprecating and, and what's the um, harm of that? What are we doing to ourselves by that? If anything. Well, like what's coming up for me around that is that we have those stories to buffer our pain, mm-hmm. right? So if I tell you that story for me, it's so that way you can't make fun of it. Like if I already right. tell you that I'm uh-huh. the sloppy person, you right. can't come at me with being sloppy. I've already told you that. Yeah, that, right. bring it, bring right? it, girlfriend. Bring it. <laughs> I already got, I've already got a load of stuff I'm telling myself, right? So I, yeah. I think sometimes it's there, but I think for everybody it's a little different, right? Some people have other reasons. Some people, you know, we've had those friends that have these like happy, loving, joyful stories that they want to tell everybody about how wonderful they are and all these things they've done. But when you meet them in person, that's not your experience mm-hmm. energetically of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that whatever it is that we're trying to find. So those values that are important to us that need to belong or love, be loved, um, need to be seen, whatever it is for you need to be soft or friendly or joyful, whatever those things are for you. We usually have stories that attach to those or like the self deprecating stories so that we can continue to beat ourselves up for not being enough. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So in the general for in the general forgiveness category, mm-hmm. I mean, the the value, I, I have this conversation with people all the time about, well, I'm not ready to forgive. I'm not, even if it's forgiving yourself, I'm not ready to forgive myself for that yet. I haven't paid the price. I haven't whipped myself enough times about that, or I'm not willing to forgive somebody else about that. Um, and I'll always have the conversation about, but you're not doing it for somebody else. You're doing it for you. What's Mm -hmm. your position on that? Exactly that. And just because you're forgiving somebody doesn't mean that they don't have to pay whatever prices there are. The consequence of the consequences, right? Yeah. Forgiveness is not about kumbaya. I forgive everything you do. You no longer have to own up to whatever you're doing. It literally is about you. And you're releasing me, releasing my forgiveness for something else. I don't even have to go back to that other person if I want want to. 
So they don't even have to know that I've forgiven them. If later on you want to do that and that's something you want to reconcile, and that's the other thing, just because I forgive somebody or something doesn't mean I want to reconcile with that person. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which a lot of people get that confused too, right? Because we're raised that we should be the better person and we're going to forgive. So when we forgive or when I choose to forgive or the process we teach, we're forgiving so that we can move on, not forgiving so that person gets let off. Yeah, I think that's so important because sometimes people will say, will ask me um, that it's not time for them to offer forgiveness yet because the person um, who has wronged them hasn't learned the lesson they're meant to learn. So oh, yes. I can't yeah. deny them the lesson they're meant to learn by forgiving them, <laughs> uh, yeah. but or, you're or not doing it for them. Maybe they didn't own that they hurt you either can can you forgive people that haven't apologized right because here's you have to yeah yeah you have to and here's the thing well you don't have to do anything let's clear that well yeah thank you joan (laughs) yes joan you have to like me that girlfriend you have to you know well that's a given but we don't have to do this right Mm -hmm. so if you feel in your heart look i'm just not ready And that's the reason I, first of all, I'm totally a logistic kind of brain girl. So the six steps of this process is about finding your story. And it's not just any story. It's a story you tell often. And then it's breaking it apart. What actually hurt you? Because you know how many people don't really, if you ask them what hurt in that, they don't really know that Mm -hmm. answer. What, how did it make you feel? That's another one that triggers people. They're like, well, I don't know. I was pissed off, right? Because right. anger's our easiest right. way to push people away. Yeah. And once you start to figuring out those things, that's the important part. Because you get to sit there and go, okay, wow, they hurt me because I didn't feel respected. Mm-hmm. Where else am I feeling disrespected? Where else am I setting rules in my life? to gain people's respect, right? Because that's the next part we do. We have all these expectations on the world. We call them unenforceable rules with mindful forgiveness, but it's things like people should wear their seatbelts or people (laughs) should not go in the left lane of the traffic if they're not going fast enough. These are rules we can't enforce. That's a truth. (laughs) Amen, sister, I agree, I agree. (laughs) But these are rules that we can't enforce, so they're unenforceable, but yet we have them. And most of them don't even know why we have them. Mm -hmm. But why do we have that rule about in our heads about people should not go so slow in the left lane. Because for me, it's safety. Because I've probably run up on somebody going too slow in the left lane and almost hit them. Or they've pulled out in front of me, right? So it's that finding what's the underlying thing there? Why do I even have that rule? And what is it about that I'm trying to get from that, right? It's that finding those things and how often are what we have issues with people on and values will link in. And mm-hmm. some of them are basic. Parents should love their children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems like a, but can we enforce that? Mm-hmm. We can love our children, but can we make sure that our children feel loved? Mm-mm. I mean, I know I've had a conversation with my son where same situation, I thought I was giving him leeway and giving him freedom. And he felt like as an t- adult now, he'll tell me, oh, you should have been a little stricter on me, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah. But that's a whole nother story. But see, those are those things that we have. So forgiveness is more about finding why you were hurt and acknowledging the feeling attached, because most of us are just like, um, I forgive you because it's the better thing to do. Put that away. 
and then we move on thinking that we've dealt with it. But we haven't dealt with that because the next time somebody does something that feels familiar to that, now our escalation level's higher because now we have two things that prove that, right? And maybe it's that we're, we're not enough or maybe that it makes us feel disrespected. Well, now four people have showed us that they don't respect us. Wow, now I'm carrying this backpack full of evidence that shows that I am not respectable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so it's really that stuff. It has nothing to do with the other person. Yes, somebody steals your stuff, they should have to do the crime and you can still forgive them even if they don't have to do the time. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's about you letting it go and you f- taking a part and finding out what it is with you that's causing you to be triggered or be offended or hurt or mad or whatever it might be. So let me ask a question. Is it a matter of avoidance when you don't step into letting go of something that you're upset or angry about? Avoiding dealing Avoiding, with it? Yeah. It, yeah. Is it just, avo- I mean, you know, there's times where I'm just mad and I don't want to deal with it. I don't, it, it's not about anything other than I don't want to deal with it. So is that, yeah. I mean, what part, uh, where, where's the number two pencil eraser to erase that behavior? It's honoring that feeling, first of all. It's honoring the feeling about being mad, mm-hmm. being okay that you're mad. Because how many of us have been raised to be told that you can't be mad? Mad and angry right. are not acceptable. Or it's nothing to be mad about. Right. How many of you heard that? Get mm-hmm. over yourself. Yeah. First yeah. world problems. Whatever is getting shot at you. You shouldn't yeah. be mad. I don't know why you're still you know, upset about that. Uh-huh. That happened right. like yeah. two days ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the thing is, we get to go, well, that's great. I'm glad you're so okay with it, and I'm still mad. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean you get to say mad and be in your madness for the rest of your life because you want to stand that. And just to not be mad doesn't mean that you have to go back and solve that with the person. You get to find out why you're mad. Because maybe you're mad because you didn't feel like you belonged mm-hmm. the way they made you feel, right? Right. And then when we move into the self-forgiveness stuff, we go, okay. I'm mad at myself for allowing that person to make me feel like I didn't belong, right? Because that's usually where we go. Right. Well, it's usually a fear, right? Don't you feel, yeah. I mean, I know we've heard this over the years as anger's a mask for fear, but honestly, I if you can pick it apart, your anger, it's usually because I'm afraid I looked bad or I'm afraid I was disrespected or I was afraid, I'm afraid, and that's why, you know, I came out with anger. Mm-hmm. And it can, yeah. like recognizing the fear sometimes reduces the anger, right? Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And recognizing what's underneath. Because yeah. let's say our emotion isn't fe- is, is an anger. Maybe it's just sadness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But then we're being told, well, why are you getting so sad over that? It's not a big deal, right? It, it's finding out why you're sad. Yeah. What is it that made you sad? Yeah. What are you making that mean? Yeah. What yeah. are you making it mean? Mm-hmm. Or why is it sad to you? Mm-hmm. And acknowledging the fact that, you know what, that made me sad because, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that made you sad. And how can you fill your cup so that you're not looking to other people to fill that cup that made you sad, right? So maybe it's, I go back to belonging because that hits my heart. I'm always wanting to belong, right? Fit in, whatever it is. So how can I make, well, I get to work on belonging to myself. So when we finish it off, we do a forgiveness story. 
And some people say, oh, it's rewriting it. No, we're not going back in the past. Nobody has a time machine, but it's how can I move forward setting myself up to belong to myself? Because what we tend to do is we're probably making sure a lot of people around us feel like they belong because we know what it feels like not to belong, whatever it is to be noticed. Mm -hmm. If you're somebody who gets talked over all the time, maybe it's you're tired of not being heard, you know? Yeah, I think I do that a lot, um, sometimes to the fault of letting some other people belong because I'm worried about this person not belonging, whether it's in my family or at school or whatever. And also one of my biggest fears is having someone feel left out who's around me. Mm-hmm. That's, so yeah, I get the belonging piece of that. And it probably I probably have a story that relates to that, which is why that's been an issue for me. Yeah. So, Joan, once you recognize and and can own the feeling, yeah. Right. So I'm sad, or I f- really feel like I've been rejected here. So I can own that emotion. What do you do with it? Well, there's a couple things. Um, I have a few tactics that I do. Um, I set timers. Okay. <laughs> which sounds mm-hmm. sounds funny, but sometimes I tend to go to anger or in a funk, what I call a funk, but we'll just call it sadness, depression, whatever it might be in the moment. And I set a timer. And sometimes that timer is going to be five, 10 minutes because I'm like, ooh, that felt crappy. Yeah. What next, right? What Mm -hmm. what is it? Like, okay, now I know that this hurt when somebody did this to me. Is there actions that we can take so it doesn't happen again? What are your boundaries with that person? Because for me, a lot of times I don't have boundaries until it's too late. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, oh, dang it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've really, you know, I can relate when you were saying like you want people to belong to a point of letting them belong over the top of me. Mm -hmm. You know, I I find myself in these one-sided friendships where I'm giving, 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 but I've created this beast because that person is so used to me giving that they think I don't need to give. Yeah. Need Mm -hmm. to receive. Right. So it's how are you creating boundaries, Kim Michelle, so that you're not getting to that place again. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing is honoring the emotion, because we've been taught that, like, you shouldn't be sad. You're taking too long for that. Right. So it's honoring the emotion, honoring the emotion, finding out what else is attached to that emotion. What actually caused that sadness? What is the time frame for anger? (laughs) (laughs) What is the time frame? Oh, yeah, I don't. I mean, that's where I, I'm kind of, I'm hung up Yeah. with. I don't know that I have the right answer for that. I think it gets to be up to you. How is it serving you? Mm-hmm. If the and anger what, isn't serving you any longer, then that's what you get to decide. Yeah. Sure. And if I don't have to decide, then I avoid. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, does that make sense? Right. It totally does. Totally. Right. And so, all, that's, that's what, that's human nature. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's the forgiveness stuff with the self-forgiveness stuff, right? Because here you are talking about that you like to avoid mm-hmm. and I get, and I don't know you. And, but my next step of that is, oh my gosh, I can't believe I let that go on so long. If I didn't avoid it, we wouldn't be here again, whatever it looks like for you. But the biggest part is finding out why you're angry right? and why that's happening. You don't have to go back and solve the anger, but you can go, wow, I was triggered. I can tell you, just happened at the UPS store, went in there to deliver a package, and this girl just got real sassy with me about not 
bringing my Amazon package back packaged. I never know anymore how that works. Right. Yeah. And the lady yeah. kind of pointed out that I was taking a picture of the tracking number and she took a picture of it or she pointed it out to me and spelled out the tracking number very sarcastically. And I pushed it back. And as I was walking out, she yelled, have a great day. Ooh. And my instinct was, your mm -hmm. sarcasm is not appreciated. Thank you. And I walked out. And I let that brew. Oh, man, I was angry. But what I found out for me, I was angry at myself. Because I let her. Mm -hmm. I chose to let her, ang her rudeness, whatever it was, bring me down. Yeah. And I was angry that she got to me. Mm -hmm. Now, does that relinquish her sarcasm and that it was no, not appreciated? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. That's her journey. That's her journey. Yeah. And I can go, yeah, you know what? That made me mad. But what keeps it lingering and us avoiding is that underneath stuff. Why did it make me mad? Mm -hmm. Because right. she embarrassed me. Yeah. Because yeah. she, she made the whole store it. see me. Yeah. Because yeah. I well, maybe didn't show up the way I wanted to show up. Mm -hmm. Right? So those are the things then that we work on. Anytime someone talks to me like I'm stupid. Oh, oh that's oh. a big trigger. Yeah. Oh. And then I also wanted to add that I think it's, great that interesting that you just said about how you were mad at yourself for allowing her to, to do that. And I've definitely been mad at other people or my anger has been towards someone when really I was mad at myself because mm -hmm. I didn't set the boundary or I um, was jealous that they had boundaries when I didn't have boundaries. Yeah. So then I would be mad at them. And, and really I, I have, I need to forgive myself for a lot of that yes, too, but that's, yeah. that's I, need, this process. I would also yeah. like, like a step-by-step uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So maybe Joan this? has yeah. to come back. Step one. <laughs> and that's why I'm looking yeah. for a time, a time frame too. Like, yeah. you know, if I have an instruction manual with uh -huh. instructions, then I, it just says, go to page 21 and here's what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it might not be And that's be why this exactly mindfulness that, process. But well, at least I have closer. That, I have yeah. that to think about, you know right. what yeah. I mean? But and you go through it and you're like, okay, this feels a little less sticky. Yeah, right? exactly. I think of it like spider webs, right? So like when you walk through spider webs and you're like, Bleh, right? So it feels a little less sticky. So you go through this process and logistically, it literally is you write your grievance story. You look at, you take it apart. What in your grievance story is the problem? What hurt you? Mm -hmm. What are some, these are fun. What are some thoughts you've had? about that other, what you would have wanted to go back. I wish I would have said this. Oh, yeah. I wish mm -hmm. I would have said that, right? Yeah. Because we hide those in because those are darkness. We don't mm -hmm. want people to know we're having those, right? Mm -hmm. So we go through that. Then we go through the seeing both ands. Now, both and doesn't mean like walk a mile in somebody else's shoe, but it's like, why would somebody do what they do? Can we see maybe their childhood or whatever it is that made them show up that way that day? Could they have been having a bad day? And acknowledging that we're still mad. Mm -hmm. Because for me growing up, it was seeing it in other shoes, walking around in their shoes, being the better person, realizing that they had a bad day or maybe they didn't know better. But I never was okay with being mad. Yeah. And I, that's the tie in there that we don't do well. Yeah. I think that's so important because I think sometimes we get to the point where we can recognize the emotion. We're sad or we're feeling um, rejected or whatever. And we think that, that we can go to the person that created that emotion and explain it and they can heal it. They can take that from us. But no, the truth yeah. of the matter is if, if they were part of what created it, they're probably 
not aware enough, well, nobody can take it from us. We've got to release right. it, right? We've got to be willing mm -hmm. to give it up. And so going to them will probably only deepen that wound <laughs> deeper and deeper yeah. and deeper and deeper for you because yeah. they don't, they don't, they haven't done their work to be able to, to have that elevated conversation to own right. their part in that so that you can have relief. And I think that's what we yearn for, right? I'm going to go to them and I'm going to tell them how painful that was for me and they're going to hear me and it's, I'm not going to feel that pain anymore. But really what happens oftentimes is that we, there, it's so, it's, it's not, satisfactory it doesn't it doesn't resolve that way and then it's a deeper spiral down that's well, why it has to be our healing it has to be our healing and let's be on the other side of that how many times have we had somebody come to us and say wow you really hurt my feelings and then maybe and maybe that's just me maybe i'm the only one who's had no, somebody I, say, and, I, and i'm going what do you say mm-hmm I'd love to take your pain away. I want to hug you and say, I'm sorry, but that's not enough necessarily. Right. Uh, yeah. And sometimes I had no idea mm -hmm. Yeah. because I was so in my, it's like, I give this visual of we're driving down the highway and this white truck cuts you off in traffic. Right. Yeah. And even in the wording cuts you off. Did that person even know you were there? 99.9% .9 of the time they didn't just move in front of you on purpose. Yeah. They were, they're somebody, their kid was sick. They're running home from school. They didn't see you. They're having a bad day. They just got let go. Whatever it is that you cut people off for, yet this person behind me in the car behind us had a whole bad day because that person cut me off. So if my forgiveness was attached to that person and me having to yeah. forgive them, they didn't even know they did it. Right. And in your really deep personal relationships, oh, there's so much to unpack there that expecting yeah them to own that in order for you to be healed is just that could be re-traumatizing uh, yeah re-traumatizing right. over and, and look over at all the power you're giving again. to somebody else somebody yeah. else yeah because mm -hmm. that's what this is about it's about putting the power back on you exactly you get to fill that gap hey if you know what i don't like being talked to that way whatever it is. Well, I get to have boundaries in place. So I'm going to put boundaries in place going forward because mm -hmm. let's be, we can't go in the past and solve things. Yeah. So it's how can we change things going forward? So whatever it is that we were missing, one, we can fill our own gap. So maybe it's surrounding ourselves with people that are in a different space, but it's about that. It's so it's acknowledging the emotion, but what's underneath the emotion, what caused that trigger, what caused us to be offended by that, whatever it is. And Kim, Michelle, you were talking about relationship with family and people who we spend a lot of time with. Yeah. How, how many of us know when we're pissed off about the dishwasher and excuse my language, we're mad about the dishwasher not being unloaded properly. It has nothing oh. to do with that. Loaded. I'm never Loaded pissed pro off. Properly, of sure. course not. I've never seen pissed off ever in my life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Joan, what would you in, uh, and, Gosh, just thank you so, so, so much for um, bringing all of you yeah. to um, here and just starting yeah. really the conversation. But we do have someone who has asked, what would you in its, what would you say is the simplest definition of forgiveness that you would provide 
And what is that? What do you think is that process? I know that it's a step-by-step and deep process, but in its most simplistic form, what would you say that is? Okay, so defining forgiveness is always a tough one. When I hear that question, I'm like, ah. But for me, it's letting go of the past Mm -hmm. and finding out what, why you were hurt. Yeah. Because we can just say, let it go all we want, but I guarantee you we got 20 anchors attached to us that we let it go. Right, so forgiveness is about not focusing on the past, being present in the today. Yeah. And finding out how today you're reacting to that and what's attached to it. Mm-hmm. So that that would be forgiveness. I think the the biggest takeaway for me to give you is forgiveness isn't about the other person. Mm-hmm. So if you're holding on to the story because that other person hasn't made it right, if they never make it right, it's like, you know, the drinking poison thing, yeah. right? I continue to drink poison hoping you're going to get poisoned. Right, right. Yeah. They're wanna, on with their life. No. They're moving on. Right. Yeah. They're they're flying away. Maybe they're a better person now. Why? They don't even know. Right. So yeah. my thing is really realizing that forgiveness is about you. And it's not a one and done. You're not going to go through this story once and then the stickiness is gone and miraculously erases and everything's that. You might go through it 20 times. Mm-hmm. Something might re-trigger it that feels familiar and you're like, ooh. Didn't even know that one stuck still, but yeah. great. I get to go back through this process again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Revisit it. Find out what it is. What's underlying in that? What is it really about? So powerful. Is there anything, Joan, that you would like to leave as a final kind of statement here besides how much you loved being here? <laughs> well, yes, that's a given. I mean, I could do this all day long. I, right, I, I could like listen all, all day long. Out with angst. I was like, oh, I'm so nervous and excited. And then I'm like 40 minutes it's later, fun. and I was like, we could do yeah, this for like right. four hours. Yeah. We just need a glass of wine yeah. and some snacks, and we could do this mm-hmm. yeah, all day. Yes, amen on the snacks and wine. So my takeaway is that forgiveness is for you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you and And just take the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put my information out there. If you do want to take a class, the six week step just to learn, yeah, because then you can take it on everything. It could just be the annoying neighbor who just upset you. How do you process that so you can get through it quicker? Because it's about coming back to present. Yeah, like I want to get through things so that coming they don't end up in my backpack. That's right. I love that coming in the now. And I acknowledge the emotions. It's yeah. okay to be mad, angry, sad. It's okay. You just get to find out why so that you don't have to go there again and you can fill that cup for yourself. I imagine it's a journey. It's not necessarily, Mm. oh, I got through all that, now I'm good. Oh gosh, no. Yeah, Yeah. dang it. So So it's like the gym, you just have to keep going. Yeah, but what's so great I think Mm -hmm. is that once you learn the tools, then you can can see it sooner so you can put the tools in place sooner. So you don't have to get into that deep level of pain and reside there. You can go, oh, I can see where I'm at right here. So I'm just gonna take care of it right now. Right. You know, so yeah. yeah. And you can even laugh at it. I don't know how many times I see like an unenforceable rule where I'm like, why do people stand on the sidewalk if they're not gonna cross the street? And I just (laughs) laugh, now I can laugh and be like, Uh. Why do I care? (laughs) Why do I even care about that? I've had a lot of, I have a lot of those for sure. So it's it's knowing the tools and so that you're not going into those deep, dark places, like you said, Michelle, because Mm -hmm. now you're like, 
Oh my gosh, you! I I literally could go through the six step process on things. Some things that are little, really quickly, and be like, "Yeah, oh my gosh, that's funny." Yeah, and there are still big ones that I've gone through multiple times. I mean, even with my weight release, it is still a work in progress. Believe of me, course. there are days where I want to go eat a stack of Oreos, and I may. And it's how quickly I can get out of that, so I don't have seven days of eating that way to row. continue yeah. to sabotage yeah. myself. Yes. And we've all heard those things and we've all chosen different ways to respond. So we've all found our way to comfort when we're Mm -hmm. in that place of pain. So whoever, wherever you're at, you have a coping mechanism that you've put in place whenever that pain is when you're confronted with that. Right. right? So Mm -hmm. um, just such a powerful message Mm -hmm. and such a joy to have with us. And honestly, we will have you back anytime, girlfriend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So much thanks. I have three really powerful things for me to take today. I think we need to come to Hawaii for a sit down to think and probably. Yeah. 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 Strategize (laughs) and and do a show from there. Uh, yeah. I love the idea. Yeah. Sean's over there. Thumbs up. Yes. Yeah, Sean will come. Jill, you mentioned three things. You, yeah. What three, are your three my takeaways? Th- my big three takeaways, Joan. The first one is that there are these unenforceable rules. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I need to be more aware even... and more present around my unenforceable rules that I have in my head for others. Yeah. My other big takeaway is acknowledging when I'm upset, when I'm mad, acknowledging to myself and sitting with it instead of probably reacting in the moment with it, setting a timer. I liked that idea a lot. I mean, we put our kids in timeout, right? So that they mm-hmm. have time to think. Yeah. So, and then the other one you said is this quote is the purpose of forgiving is to help you come back to present, mm-hmm. coming yeah. back to living in your present. Yep. And I just, those are three amazing takeaways for me. So thank you for those. Yeah. That's awesome. I love love you. you. Thank you, Joan. Thank Thank you you so much, Joan. Have a great rest of the evening. Yes. Yes. Thank you you so much, my friend. Take care. Our friend. Yes. Yes. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye. Bye, Joan. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Wasn't that amazing? fantastic. I I have some work to do. Look at all my notes. Happy birthday, Patty. Birthday present to Patty. Miss Joan. <laughs> yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to It's a Great Day to Talk. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. And until next week, get out there and talk. This has been a production from A Podcast Studio.